Osweiler in trouble. Osweiler brought down Khalil Mack. Oh, here comes Bosa. With or without a helmet, J.J. Watt will always put his fingerprints on a game. Steps up, and he's going to be hit from the side, and he's going down. That's a sack. Darius Leonard, the maniac. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Trench Warfare Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Thorne, and this is presented by Blue Wire. So I'm excited about the show this week because I have another guest on. And last week, we brought you Brian Bulaga. This week, I'm going to bring you Graham Glasgow, the Denver Broncos' new offensive lineman who just signed from the Detroit Lions. He spent the first four years of his career there in Detroit. Um, he amassed 58 career starts at three different positions. He has a lot of versatility, uh, durable, tough, played, played hurt a lot, and really had the best year of his career last year at the first time playing right guard. And I got to watch every snap of him since the season has ended, put together a pretty extensive highlight tape that you can check out on my Patreon page. If you just search Brandon Thorne NFL, you'll find it there. And then also on Twitter, you'll find a preview of his 2019 season. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to talk to him as he has a unique background of a family of athletes, a brother who plays in the NFL, another brother who's in this draft class, and uh, they were all walk-ons at Michigan. Um, so really cool, interesting person, player, story. Uh, so it was really cool to, to talk to him and just you know allow us to learn more about another offensive lineman out there and uh, in the NFL. So uh, next week I'll, I'll have uh, another offensive lineman on. Hopefully I have a couple that I'm working on for you guys and. Yeah, I mean, not a not a whole lot happening, obviously, in the world today in terms of uh, sports. Um, so I think podcasts like this are valuable, and they're going to be able to provide a lot of insight, I think, into offensive line play. And that's really what I'm trying to do. So uh, I think this episode will do that for you guys and hopefully uh, just be able to build and, and you know, build this audience and, and do a lot more. So if you can rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, I really appreciate it. And uh, without further ado, here is my interview with Graham Glasgow. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think that there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. Open 24 hours a day, all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on things like Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. All right, everybody, I'm here with Denver Broncos interior offensive lineman, Graham Glasgow. Um, I'm really excited to, to talk to him. He recently signed from the Detroit Lions. He's coming into his fifth NFL season. Uh, he has 58 career starts under his belt at three different positions. Um, and uh, you know, a guy that Denver is really excited to have. I'm really excited that he's in Denver, being a diehard Broncos fan, and also 
uh, a fan of offensive line play and just studying his game really closely this past season um, was really enlightening and just kind of um, really kind of, I think, brought to the light of a, a really underrated player in the NFL on the offensive line. So really excited to talk to him. But Graham, uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. And uh, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, and I'm happy to be here. Uh, yeah, I'm just ready to ready to get talking about online stuff and uh, answer all your questions. Yeah, absolutely. So are, are you in uh, – are you, did you make it out to Denver now, or are you still in Michigan? Uh, I'm still in Ann Arbor. Um, you know, we've been looking for, uh, we've been, you know, looking for a house and trying to get through all that, but it's pretty hard to do when you're, uh, you're not really able to see them. Um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, it's with how everything's kind of been shaking out. I don't know when I'll be able to go on out there. I mean, you'd imagine it would happen before the season if everything gets sorted out, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just hanging out here in uh, Ann Arbor still. Um, my brothers live in a condo a few down from me, so uh, I get quite a quite a bit of time with them, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that that is really cool. Um, so I guess we could just start there because I think it's really interesting, just the family that you come from of, of athletes, really football players and wrestlers, uh, from the sound of it, from your dad, uh, uncle, and now you, I mean you have a brother in the NFL and another brother that is in this draft class. Um, so just, I guess, growing up, you know, in that atmosphere, uh, can you just talk a little bit about that? Cause I just find that really interesting, just kind of maybe how things went for you guys growing up. Um, I'd imagine it was pretty competitive, but I just want to hear you kind of talk about that and what led you to, uh, pursue football and, and, and wrestling and everything. Um, well, I was never like, well, me personally, I was never much of a wrestler. Ryan did a little bit more wrestling than me. Um, but that was something that my dad and his brother were really, really big into. But um, it was like really, I would say that growing up, like it wasn't exactly how you would expect considering how all of us ended up playing college football and, uh, you know, are basically going to have play in the NFL, have shots at the NFL. And, um, and, and when I say by that, I mean like my dad never forced us to, play any sports or anything and basically like there's a story that we had to basically fight my dad for him to let us like play football back when we were in fourth and fifth grade my brother ryan and i and um because i i at at that point in time i just played like soccer and basketball i i kind of played every other sport besides football um and then when i when we got into high school that's when things started to kind of pick up but um i mean i was a late bloomer i didn't really developed particularly well at first uh and uh i mean you know i i like to i like to post like you know every once in a while pictures of me from like my childhood and i was i was honestly an an obese youth which was fine but um you know it just caused me to have to work like much harder and uh that was something i had to i mean i wanted to eventually once I once I realized that I wasn't going to go to the NBA as a six foot six uh, center, um, I was like, you know what? I think it's about time I I allocate my uh, my efforts to trying to make football uh, work. And then that's when I started taking it much more seriously, and then um, kind of got more more looks, but really no offers. And then that's what kind of led to me uh, walking out at Michigan. So you and your brother walked on at Michigan at the same time, right? 
well, I went to Michigan one year before Ryan, and then Ryan walked on, and then three years after after Ryan walked on, Jordy walked on, or Jordan walked on, my younger brother. Wow, that's pretty impressive because, I mean, obviously walking on doesn't guarantee you the, the right to a scholarship, but the fact that all three of you earned that is uh, that's really impressive, especially being from the same family. Yeah, and I mean, I I really have to give a lot of props to my parents on that. I think that uh, they they raised us really, really well, and we did, weren't, at least for me athletically, like I didn't have really anything given to me and you have to, you had to work through everything. And I think that that was something that was passed to my brothers and they, uh, and I mean, I say that, but they were much more, uh, athletically gifted at the, uh, like when we were in high school, like Jordan and Ryan were much more athletically gifted than I was. So that was something that, that I kind of worked for. And, um, I mean, I think that we have an awesome work ethic and that, uh, showed up, all throughout college we all yeah all earned scholarships and now we're we're here yeah so your time in detroit you know you, you went there as a third round pick in 2016 and you got inserted into the starting lineup as a left guard and went on to start 11 games and then the next year played left guard all 16 the next year center and then right guard so you've kind of just moved over a couple spots over the last few years and you know gotten experience at all three which isn't very common, especially the amount of experience that you've gotten. But I, you know, it makes sense that you relied on your work ethic and things like that because I think um, just the approach, I guess, it takes mentally to do what you've done and to do it at a high level and progressively get better and things like that is, is pretty rare, I think, uh, just across the league. So um, I guess just talk a little bit about that. And, and uh, it was one position maybe a little more difficult for you to move from uh, or, or to, and um, just, you know, how do you think that that maybe made you a better player? Um, I would say probably, well, I feel like going back to your first point, I think that when it comes to that like work ethic and just trying to improve, that's something that I really tried to do every single day, whether it was just one thing. And I think that um, my offensive line coach in college would like tell me this, that like, uh, an offensive lineman is kind of like a, it's like a painting and you, and it's basically just composed of like all these brush strokes that occur over day by day. Like it's like one brush stroke a day, uh, brush stroke a day over years and years and years. And, um, I mean, it's, you're not going to get better all at once. I think that it really is like a big process. And I think that if you, uh, enjoy the process that that gives you a much better, uh, chance of really just improving over a long period of time, which is something that I enjoy doing um, and have enjoyed. But um, yeah, I think that the hardest transition that I made was probably my first year going from center to left guard. Um, like you're, you're a rookie in the NFL and um, you're trying to kind of find your spot, find where you sit on the team or in your line room or, um, yeah, just, I think that that was, that's like something that's pretty difficult. And I had been playing, um, center basically through everything throughout all the off season, throughout the preseason, through, uh, the first three weeks of the year. And then they basically told me, and I had, I really wasn't playing any guard and, uh, I hadn't played left guard since 
geez, I don't know. It was like 20, like the 2014 season, I think it was in college, my junior year of college. And, uh, they just basically told me like, Hey, get ready. We're going to have you start playing some guard. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, I'll, I'll like take reps and like start to start to figure it out a little bit. And I was definitely rusty and not particularly good at it at first, but, um, you know, then I had to start playing and I was like, Oh shit. Um, but that was like, that was kind of a rude awakening in a sense, because I just was not, I hadn't been practicing it. I hadn't been doing it at, I hadn't done it at this level before, but, um, I mean, I feel like that was, uh, that set me up to, uh, have a much better 2017, which, um, once I kind of got used to what I was doing and the position of playing left guard, that was something that was definitely, uh, better for me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, and then you got to go to center, um, in 2018, which is, I guess the position you've probably played the most of over your career, would you say? Yeah. Um, I mean, in like 2016 and 2017, I had, um, like a few stints of playing center for, um, I don't know, it was like four or five, six games, I think, like, I don't know the exact numbers throughout the, throughout the years there, but, um, it felt like I had played a decent amount of it. So, um, and that's what I played in college and came out, came out of college as, uh, so that was what I had felt like I was probably most comfortable playing. Yeah. Yes. And in that process, you know, I think it's interesting because a guy like TJ Lang was in that offensive line room. You also had, I think your rookie year, you had Riley Reef and, um, you know, some other Larry. veteran. Yeah. So yeah, like Larry. And, yeah, yeah. Larry Warford. Um, but a, a guy like Lang, I would think, might be especially helpful because he went from left to right guard over his career in Green Bay uh, before getting into to Detroit. Did you kind of rely on him a little bit or talk to him about that process? Did he help you out? And if so, like, give you any pointers or anything like that? From moving to from move, moving to right guard this past year or moving to center? Um, I guess any of them, but I know he played both guard spots. So I guess just uh, maybe initially – uh, I guess playing yeah. right guard uh, would make sense, yeah. Well, I think that what will make TJ, I mean, I think that TJ was a very unique player at guard, and the way that he set was, I mean, nobody jump set more than TJ Lang, I feel like, at that point in time in the NFL. Um, and that was his, like, that was his thing. So, he, and that's, yeah, him and Sitton would do it. Um, but, I mean, uh, that was something that I was – I sort of used, not as much. But um, he kind of just would give me a little bit of tips and pointers. He'd watch the games, and uh, we'd talk about the games afterwards. But he's he's been pretty hands-off. I think he's really been enjoying uh, retirement, you know, spending some more time with his family. But, uh yeah, I mean, every once in a while he'd give me a few pointers on uh, post, like it's like after the game, post game, but it was nothing that was like super hands on to the point where he'd be coming to the building and watching like a lot of our practices and stuff like that. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, no, that that does. And this this past year at right guard, 
um, I, I feel like, because I've watched probably most of you in 2018 and 2019, uh, I was at the Senior Bowl when you were there, so I watched you a little bit coming out of Michigan that year, but um, really the last couple I think I've watched you the most of, especially last year, and uh, I mean, I, I thought that that was probably the best that I've ever seen you play, not that you weren't good prior, but um, I don't know, I just thought you looked really good at right guard last year, even despite the kind of that rotation that was going on uh, there. But, um, you know, even with that considered, I thought it was a really nice year for you. What what do you think about right guard allowed you to, to settle in and, and have such a good year? Um, well, I feel like I was very – I definitely feel like there was a little bit of a – like an adjustment period at the beginning uh, moving from center to guard because there is a lot more space involved with your with your sets. Um, I would say definitely in the past game, it was different than what I had been used to over the past like year or so. Um, but I was feeling, I honestly felt very healthy and I felt confident. And, uh, I think that that was something that when you, when you keep playing and you get more and more experience, I feel that you, uh, you see a lot of stuff and you just start to play faster. And I think that that was something that applied to me this past season I, I was playing fast and I think that I was uh in turn playing well yeah yeah absolutely and I think it's interesting I've kind of thought of guard and center because some people ask me sometimes on Twitter you know what do you think is more difficult or what position is more valuable and I you know I think it depends a little bit on scheme you know, or maybe a lot in certain circumstances maybe somewhere like San Francisco you know center maybe holds a little bit more importance um, just because of the the running scheme that they have and, you know, things like that. But I, I think of it kind of like guard, like you said, pass protection-wise is more difficult because you have to face a lot of three techniques and edge rushers who slide inside. So you're seeing what I think is the deepest position in the NFL, which is interior defensive line. I just think it's absolutely loaded. And you see some of those really elite-level pass rushers there, but then center maybe the run game. And I think maybe you've said this also recently or somebody else, another pro, but center maybe with the run game and mentally, uh, you know, more difficult. Would you agree with that? And, you know, uh, maybe break that down a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I would 100% agree with that. I mean, when it comes down to the run game stuff and, and it comes down to the mental part of the game, uh, it kind of, as we talked about a little bit earlier, it does kind of come down to your scheme, but if you're being asked to, reach two eyes with not much help just based on the scheme of like if the right like let's say you're running a outside zone to the right you got a two eye and the linebacker that the right guard's responsible for is outside of that two eye you're not going to get a lot of help and that needs to be like it really just comes down to having good body mechanics and just getting on your horse and being able to make sure that you can make these blocks which is in turn what makes uh, some of these mobile centers like very very cool to watch. Like you see a lot of Jason or uh, you see a lot of yeah Jason Kelsey stuff. Like the way that he can move and the way that he can go about things is is really really cool. And um, I mean I think I think Frank is a really really good center. He's got like a lot of good stuff about him, and he's an up and coming younger guy, uh, Frank Ragnow. Um, but I mean I think that it also comes down to like in a lot of ways you're you're almost at a disadvantage even when you're in like inside zone or gaps gap scheme type of stuff, because you're snapping the ball. You really only have one, you have one hand, you have one arm and these guys are, these noses are big dudes. 
So I think that it takes like an elite, like the, the better centers in the NFL, I feel like a lot of them have like more elite anchors and have like really, really good leg strength to get that going, to get those blocks going after they might not have their hands inside. That makes sense. Yeah, no, that does. I, you know, when you talk about strength at the center position, I first name I think of is like Travis Frederick, you know, especially, uh, you know, Pope, you know, prior to the, the health condition that he had that kept him out of the season a couple of years ago, what was it year before last? But I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've probably seen a good amount of him too, but yeah, like his strength was unreal. And, um, yeah, I, I definitely see that across the NFL with the top centers. The guy like Alex Mack comes to mind, Rodney Hudson. Mm-hmm. Even though Hudson came in, you know, kind of an undersized outside zone guy out of Florida State, it's interesting. He's gotten a lot stronger over the years. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's interesting that, uh, you know, just to talk about the, the differentiations with the positions and stuff on the inside because I think, you know, center especially and then the interior offensive line in general is so overlooked and it's the one that the area of the offensive line that I've gravitated to the most in terms of learning about, trying to learn about it and study because, you know, I like, you know, pointing it out and shining light on it because, you know, I mean, you don't really see a lot of interior offensive linemen's highlight tapes out there or anything like that. So it's, it's been fun to learn. I, you know, I've gotten to talk to a lot of guys who've done it at a high level like yourself and it's pretty fascinating to learn about all the mental aspects of it not to mention you know physically and um just the you know how different each each position can be so it's i don't know i think it's really interesting it's really cool that you've played all three positions and i think that versatility really kind of endeared you to the broncos and just your you know increases your value across the league i mean having a guy to plug in at any spot you know is extremely valuable obviously yeah. And I mean, that's, uh, I mean, like when you're, when you're going through it all, you're not exactly asking to continue to be moved, uh, from position to position, but, um, some would say Jack of all trades, master of none. Um, you know, it's just, that's just a, you know, people say that around. Um, but you know, I think that in hindsight, it's worked out really, really well. And I mean, I think it gives me an overall, uh, broader, like scope of what I, what I look for and what I, what I see. Um, I mean, I definitely think that having to go through the mental part of the game when I was a center helped me a lot when I was moving to guard, um, just being able to see some rotation stuff or notice a front where people like to like where teams would like to pressure out of and know that I'm going to get movement versus, you know, not know that I'm going to get movement. I think that is, uh, something that I feel like a lot of people kind of overlook. Yeah. I I think of, and I don't know if this is the movement you were referring to, but I like gap exchange type stuff. Is that something that? Yeah. Yeah. Like you see a lot of like zone pressure stuff. You see a lot of, I mean, there's some teams that are constantly moving their front, like the Cowboys over the past, over the past few years are huge into D line movement and stuff like that. I'm not quite as sure about it. I mean, Atlanta, I only played them once, I think, back in 20, 2017. But they did seem to – that was one of the – I actually played center that game. But it did seem like they were moving a little bit. But, um, yeah, that, that I mainly just think about the Cowboys because the Cowboys would literally move half the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's – 
definitely Dallas. Um, yeah, Atlanta with Grady Jarrett, they like to move him a lot for obvious reasons. He's he's great. His quickness is pretty lethal. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, going to Denver, I think it's going to be really cool for you to play for Coach Munchak, obviously Hall of Fame player, and his coaching, you know, reputation is, you know, second to none really across the league. It's like I've always said since I've started watching offensive line, like him, Coach Skarnecchia, Coach Callahan, or maybe like on the – three of the four Mount Rushmore members of offensive line coaches in the NFL over the last decade plus. And now you get to go play for coach Munchak. Is Did that factor into your decision at all? And also like, you know, how excited are you to, to, to play for him? I'm sure, you know, have you, have you heard of good things from him, from other players and you know, whatnot? Yeah. I mean, well, it wasn't something that I directly thought about, but when, uh, it kind of came down to like looking at the staffs and stuff, being able to play for coach Munchak was definitely something that I found as a positive. And I mean, I, I've only heard really good things about him. And, uh, I've talked to a few guys. Well, I talked to Garrett Bowles for like 25 minutes about two weeks ago, and he was raving about, uh, coach Munchak. Um, and I think that having an offensive line coach, it seems like he's really into teaching. And, uh, I really, I really like that part of the game. I feel like the actual like mental part of it is what makes it such a, such a great game. Um, and I think that he's only going to be able, he, he seems to get the most out of his players. And that's something that I'm really, really looking forward to. I mean, I just, I only want to get better. So I think that that's somebody who can really, really help me and uh, the offensive line in, in Denver out. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, uh, I don't want to take any more of your time. I really appreciate you doing this and just giving some insight into the position and just your journey so far. And I look forward to watching you in uh, 2020 and beyond. All right. I appreciate it. Have a good night, man. Stay safe.